Well, we're talking today to married women, and it doesn't matter if marriage is going sweet or it's going sour. We're talking because we need help. We all need help. And today's episode is designed to encourage you. We want our prayers to be answered. So join me today, lady, because marriage matters and we want to know how to do it well. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out, pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Well, hello, ladies. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. It's a great melody, but sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. And so we're talking to our married ladies. A while ago, I talked to the single women, but today I want to talk to you. Before we get started, however, I want you to like and subscribe this channel. I also want to invite you to join me on Friday, November the 18th in prayer. We're coming together to seek God, and I want you to attend. Before the holidays, despite our excuses and regardless of all of our responsibilities, Woman Pray Gathering. We're going to come together as women and honor our God and hear from our Father. It's an occasion you don't want to miss. So if you've never used the day to pray, You've never used the day just to call on the Lord. Well, I want you to join me and let's go together so we can testify to the great things that he's doing in and around us as a result. And there is always a result when you sacrifice to seek him. So go to go to womanpray.com and register for the gathering. It's not going to disappoint you. I am very sure of that. Also, I want to encourage you to come to Empower Me 2023. March 17th and 18th. It seems like it's a distance away, but it'll be here before you know it. And so we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. And I know that's a topic that we need to understand. And I am expecting God to heal as well as deliver. So even more, we're bringing back our women's our ministry to our girls and so I don't I don't know what young lady is in your life but I know that every young lady between 13 and 17 should come and so we're planning right now just for her more details are to come but for now register at hopecathedral.com then forward slash em em stands for empower me so hopecathedral.com forward slash em and then stay tuned for how to register your daughters your nieces your cousins the ladies that are around or in your life and now 
Now for our married ladies. I mean, it is so easy to sing these songs. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. We hug people in church and all around us. But let me just say this. Sometimes it's not as easy as we claim. Um, and then sometimes it is. I mean, it's not, every day is not Christmas and every day is not rain, right? So whether you are a newlywed or you've been married for half a century. I mean, you've been married a long, long time. Whether you're happily married or you're strained, whether you are, you're just starting or you've been here for a minute, whether you, you started, he started as a prince and now he's a toad, or maybe he was Mr. Right, but now he feels like Mr. Wrong. I pray that you'll hear me as a Christian, as a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ and not as a woman who's still swooning because you're happily married or you're feeling abandoned and overlooked or frustrated, angry, and maybe even scorned. I see you, woman. I see you. But even more than that, Jesus sees you. And as a Christian, I just want you to look through the lens as a believer to determine right now how you can honor your Savior, how you will honor your Savior, regardless of who he is or what he is or is not doing and how you may or may not feel. And so my first reminder is very general, generally speaking, I know. But people marry because they claim to love one another. I'm very sure that there are still arrangements. But in most cases, people marry because they have claimed, I love you. And the person that they're married to has claimed, I love you too. But love is more than a song, right? It's more than a word to exchange. It's more than a language. Love is demonstrated every time we die to ourselves. Every time someone benefits from the sacrifice we make to give of ourselves, well, we're showcasing love, which means in marriage, love is showcased when we're patient. Love is showcased when we're kind, when we're humbled and not puffed up, full of ourselves, where it has to go my way because I know all. The scripture says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Love is showcased when we yield the floor rather than parading ourselves. Watch this. When we are not provoked, not that we provoke, but when we are not provoked, that's called love. When we no longer behave rudely or seek our own, we're demonstrating love even more, even more than all of that. Love believes all things, even when it looks like it's time to give up. Love hopes all things, even when we feel like there's nothing to hope in. And love endures all things, even when we are tired. None of that gives warm and fuzzies. None of it. And yet, all of that 
is the kind of love that God expects from you, woman, not because he of him, but because of who you are in Christ Jesus. He expects you. He expects me. He expects us as Christians to imitate Christ and love others by laying down our lives as a sacrifice and offering to God. It is to him. And if we think loving people but neglecting our spouse is love, then we're fooling ourselves. I mean, it's so easy to love people around us because they don't require much from us. And if they make us angry, we just pull away. But when you're loving a spouse, they don't pull away. They're still in your space, which means you have to still love them even though you're agitated. Love them even when it doesn't feel perfect. You see, as Christians, our husbands get the benefit of our love for God and vice versa. But because I'm talking to women, I'm not talking to men today. Let me just say, I know, I know it's not easy, especially when you feel like you're getting the short end of the stick. But I want to encourage you to change your perspective, because if you do, there are benefits. The benefits far outweigh your your decision to pay, to make him pay. <laughs> no, there are benefits when you do life God's way. And one of the benefits is your faith will work because faith works by love. And so when you're thinking about how to get your prayers answered, well, like a watch works by a battery, your love will enable your faith to work and you'll see answers real quickly. In fact, John says, John chapter 15 says that the father and son will make their home in you. That's a benefit where Jesus manifests himself to you. Your prayers are being answered. <laughs> That's a benefit. Even more, your joy will be full. So life is no longer mechanical. So it won't matter what he is doing or what he's not doing because you're demonstrating your love for your father. And, and in loving your father, you're finding the benefits of a life hidden in Christ Jesus. Secondly, after you apply what it really means to love, that's what we talked about earlier, you're fully appreciating, you, you'll fully appreciate what marriage is truly about. And it's not a children's rhyme. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. I mean, that might be a process, yes, but that's not the reality. Marriage is an imagery of Christ, Christ and the church. And your covenant relationship with your husband shows the world, it will show the world what relationship with God should look like. And so women are called to be submitted, to be submitted to their own husbands, while husbands are called to love their wives. And let me just say right here, neither are easy because submission to our own husband, <laughs> it is not easy. And loving like Christ loved the church, mm, 
it too is not easy. Christ loved the church and gave himself, which means that we no longer, either of us, we no longer get what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. Instead, the posture for both submission and loving, the posture for both requires death to self. It's giving up self. It's laying down self. It is selflessness. Selflessness when we are innately selfish. I mean, think about it. All of us go into a marriage and somewhere in the back of our mind, we are presuming that we're going to get the benefit. We're not thinking about the person that we've married. We're thinking about self. And so if you're married and you need help, Jesus demonstrates what it means to be submitted. He demonstrates what it means to submit by how he responded to God. He didn't respond with, I'm doing it my way. I want to do it when I want to do it. I don't agree with that. And I think I need to refute that. And let me just ask you another question. Let me just tell you what I think. No, he didn't submit. Well, if you do your part, then I'll do my part. No, Jesus, he demonstrated what it means to submit when he said, not my will, but yours be done, Father. He emptied himself to fulfill God's plan, and that was to redeem lost man. And while this can sound too simplified in reality, especially when both parties are not honoring the symbolism of marriage, let me just say, I know it's not easy, but that's how we are to follow Christ as Christian women. We defer. We show confidence in the leadership of the man that we married. That's what submission is all about. It doesn't mean it's his way or, or it's the highway, but when it's all said and done, we defer. We're allowing him to be the leader of our lives. The leader because we follow Christ. We respond to the word of God, whether our spouse is or is not doing what we want them to do. We're doing what the scriptures call us to, whether our spouse notices or whether our spouse can appreciate that we're doing the word of God or not. Our motivation is found simply from the word of God alone. Why? Because it's the word that gives us direction. And so I'm thinking about Galatians, Galatians 2.20, where Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And let me say, Christ didn't find crucifixion easy, but his desire to please God outweighed the cost. And so I don't know what your cost today is, woman, but I want you to consider crucifying self that it may not get its way this time. Number two, I think about Romans 12, where it says, I offer myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. And I'm no longer conformed to this world, but I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. Note here 
that it is a living sacrifice, which means you feel it. <laughs> you feel it and it is not comfortable, especially when the world has been telling us over and over again that selfishness and independence is what is right. Yet you're following your savior. And so I'm offering myself as a living sacrifice, even when I think what they're saying makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> but I am a living sacrifice right there. But I'm also considering the scripture of 1 Peter 4, where it says, as Christians or as Christ, as Christ suffered in the flesh for us, Arm ourselves, arm yourself with the same mind. For he who suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but now he's living for the will of God. And so, ladies, we've got enough scripture. I mean, enough scripture to give us some sense of direction. And let me say, Following Christ is not for the weak and neither is marriage. Marriage is not for the faint hearted or the immature. It's the honor that two believers have in demonstrating to the world sacrifice and surrender where Christ loves enough to die and the church willingly yields because of love and for the man and the woman the man and woman following this paradigm, it means both parties are choosing to give up the selfish nature. <laughs> that's love and that's marriage. So I want to encourage you. You can do this because you are choosing to follow your savior. Now, with that said, if you're married and you are sincerely struggling, I understand if you're married and you're doing good, but you're suffering in this moment, I also understand. And Peter assures both categories of people. He assures us that this is commendable before God, that if it's just not feeling good, it's not comfortable, it's still commendable when you follow Christ. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps who committed no sin nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, that is, when he was criticized, he did not revile in return. And for our ladies, I think that's important because most of us are very quick with our mouth. We're quick to say something snarky back. But when Jesus was reviled, criticized, he did not criticize in return. So I want to encourage you. That's the model you're, you're following. He did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. And many of us, when we're suffering, we're quick to threaten. I am out of here. We're quick to threaten. If you do this, then I will do that. I'm drawing a line in the sand. No. Jesus suffered, but he did not threaten. But he committed himself to him, to God, who judges righteously. 
So let me encourage you, ladies, stop criticizing, stop threatening or pouting and giving into outbursts of wrath or complaining. You're going to make yourself sick that way. And I want to encourage you. God promised you long life and many good days. So choose today to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your strength. And your husband will get the overflow of that love. And let me say this, you will not lose when you do. You won't lose yourself. You won't lose who you are and you won't lose in your marriage. In fact, you may find things turn towards the better because things can get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. It gets sweeter and sweeter, sweeter as the days go by. And so that's my prayer for you today. Now, let me just close by saying that I'm not talking to the abused today. I mean, there are, there are categories of people being really abused, but I do encourage struggling couples to get support. Marriage is God's institution, and it shouldn't be entered into with haste. Neither should it be dissolved without godly counsel. So if you're married and really struggling, look for real Christian counseling. Get help. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you so much for marriage. We thank you that it is what you created where Jesus came and gave himself for the church. And now we have an example to follow. And so I commit every woman unto you right now that where she's struggling, where she feels overwhelmed, where she's not feeling loved, where she's feeling marginalized or forgotten, I'm committing her unto you, Father, because you are our husband, you are our father, you are our God, you are a friend. And so I pray that you would be a companion, that you by your spirit would lead each of our ladies so that they're not feeling on the outside, um, like they're on the outside looking in. But Lord, they are truly experiencing your love and that you would bring healing to their marriage so that their husbands are maturing. They are understanding what it looks like to give of themselves and that these unions that were made before you, before you and one another and a church or a space filled with witnesses, that these unions would be strong, that they would no longer be weak because of the influence of this world. But Father, your word would inform each marriage of what it looks like to love and laying down our lives for a friend in considering the other's interests above ourselves. And so we can't do it in our own strength and our own might, but we can do it by your grace and mercy. And so we call upon you even now that you would be our helper, that you would be our encourager, and that you would show yourself strong for every marriage on the fringe. Lord God, that you would show yourself as the God that's able to restore and for every marriage that's strong, that it would be sweeter and sweeter as the days go by, because our love for you outweighs our, our desire for our flesh. You be glorified through your son in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, I pray that blessed you married woman. And let me encourage you again that we have various activities happening so that when you pray, you are finding good success in life. And so that's what these podcasts are all about. We're talking about practical things so that your prayers can be answered and they can when we do life God's way. So join me for uh, the, the next Woman Pray Gathering, November the 18th, where we're going to pray together. I'm here to support you, and I know that God is going to meet with us. Join me at Empower Me 2023, where we're talking about spiritual warfare, because sometimes in marriage, it takes more than just calling on God. Sometimes you have to deal with the enemy who's bringing division and strife and problems in your marriage. And I want you to join me at the next Woman Pray Intensive. More information is coming as we'll be in various cities throughout 2023. We're working on that now and I invite you to pray for that. But in the meantime, register at womanpray.com for the different events. Go to hopecathedral.com forward slash EM for the Women's Conference and meet me in a space where we can pray together, where we can stand together and where we can overcome together. Woman, pray.